At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. Hour number two of the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas in studio all the way from Denver, Colorado. Kind enough to join us here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada at the Circa Resort in Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And checking the baseball scoreboard, just a couple of scores to report on the Philadelphia Phillies and their pursuit of a wild card spot in the National League. They lead the Pittsburgh Pirates 5 to nothing already in the top of the third inning. And they are minus 10. 10,000 favorites on the live money line. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they're in action once again early in Miami. The Dodgers one to nothing leading the Marlins right now in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Dodgers already minus 350 on the live money line right now. The college football season is underway. It started this morning with Austin P and Western Kentucky. Right now, Utah State can't really hold off the pesky Huskies of UConn. 24-17, to 17, just a seven-point advantage for Utah State. They are just underway in the fourth quarter there. It is all Illinois over the Wyoming Cowboys, 31-6 to six there, about 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter there. And the Seminoles of Florida State, who will be in action next weekend, a very good game against LSU. They're getting a trial run here, leading 13 to nothing over Duquesne. Also NFL exhibition action. Just one game currently underway. The Cincinnati Bengals, two field goals ahead of the Los Angeles Rams. Now six to nothing, six minutes to go in the second quarter. That in-game total has come all the way down to 26 and a half. And James, it was earlier today before us, Jeff Parles and Dave Ross were doing betting across America. And I heard Jeff say, we are, we are all aware, well aware uh, of how dominant the Los Angeles Dodgers have been. But I didn't understand over their last 50 games, and I mentioned they're already out to a lead over Miami and Sandy Alcantara once again today. They have won 41 out of their last 50 games. Wow. 41 and 9. Wow. It's a juggernaut over there. Well, and how many of those were by the run line as well? Yeah, so if you're not going to get, because we're seeing now you're getting these three, I think they were three fifty four dollars. I mean, it's consistently now three and four dollar favorites for the for the Dodgers to win the game. And now we know those aren't prices we're laying. But I feel like last week was it last week we were on the show and we were looking at their numbers and couldn't even find a minus one and a half on the run line. It was minus two and a half. That's and right. you were still laying a little bit of juice. It was like 15 cents. I forget who they were playing. But even now, minus two and a half for that team, you're still laying juice. All right, let's talk a little NFL season win total movement in the market. We've seen some win totals moving both up and down. And 
Get your opinion, what you think. The Carolina Panthers have moved up from six to six and a half. The Detroit Lions, we know they've been one of the offseason darlings. The Hard Knocks crew going from six to six and a half. The Indianapolis Colts have gone from nine and a half to ten. The Raiders, interestingly, have gone from eight to eight and a half. The Miami Dolphins up to nine. The New Orleans Saints, a full game from seven and a half to eight and a half. The New York Jets, a tick up from five to five and a half. The Philadelphia Eagles up a full win as well, eight and a half to nine and a half. And the Commanders from seven and a half to eight. And and I think some of these teams, James, the Carolina Panthers are starting to become a team that I'm hearing a little bit of buzz about that people feel is maybe a bit underrated. The Detroit Lions, we know the love in the offseason that they've received. The Indianapolis Colts have received a lot of love. A lot of people think that team's going all the way to the Super Bowl. The Miami Dolphins, a lot of people are high on this team and the changes they've made. The New Orleans Saints, they've really become an offseason darling, and the it, go, it coincides with the thought that Tampa Bay may slip a little bit. But all these teams that have kind of ticked up for their season win totals, most of them anyway, have been receiving a lot of positive offseason buzz. Well, and the last one you mentioned when you did that rundown of these teams, the Washington Commanders. That's one that's really, uh, I'm surprised by that. Me too. Uh, uh, Very at, much. Not only with this roster, the quarterback spot for one. I, 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 um, I'm not, I don't think I'm the one that's alone in the camp where I'm not a believer in Carson Wentz. Right. And he's not somebody that I'm going to trust over the course of a full season to be able to sustain, uh, be able to in, initiate and ingratiate himself within that locker room for one and become the leader of that team at the quarterback spot. And and then this all the things that swirl around off the field that the players don't have any control mm-hmm. over, but we're talking about the ownership and the management there and things that they're having to to deal with and the coaches are having to work through it. Rivera, again, another off season of turmoil that he doesn't have anything, that he doesn't have his hands on, but he has to utilize, he has to really deflect those kind of things away from his team so they don't get distracted. This is just, in my mind, this is, I know the, the defensive line is good. But I'm not sure when we'll see Chase Young coming back from his ACL. He's already on the pup list to start the season. Uh, but this is just a roster that I just don't feel like is very connected to the coaching staff. I don't feel like the coaching staff is very connected to the front office and the ownership. There's just so many layers of dysfunction there to say that I'm going to look at this schedule and we can break down the schedule, but just for, for the commander to say, yes, this is a team that I believe is going to be able to stay competitive and stay galvanized for the course of 17 games. Say, yeah, I want to bet that season win total over. You know, Ron Rivera, I, I think his strengths as a coach are about leadership mm-hmm. and bringing a team together and, and, you know, bridging those gaps between the front office and ownership. I, I think he is a very strong leader, and, and yeah. I think that showed in his first year in coming over to Washington. But, you know, there still is more work to do. As far as X's and O's and game planning, you know, I think there are certainly better coaches in the NFL, but I do believe that is his strength, mm-hmm. is the leadership role. Um, but I agree with you, and there's still... Still, by the way, heavy juice on under eight wins there. But maybe the reason that has gone up a tick is just because of the division that they play in. Right. And, and of course, we we talked about a little earlier the Cowboys losing Tyron Smith. You know, does that kind of bring everybody else's stock up a little bit? Um, if if you look at season win totals that have been moving down, the Atlanta Falcons, a lot of people down on them from five and a half to five. The Arizona Cardinals, not surprising with some of their offseason turmoil with Kyler Murray from nine down to eight and a half. The Chicago Bears, I couldn't believe it opened seven from seven down to six and a half. The Dallas Cowboys from ten and a half to ten. Kansas City, uh, maybe that's because of the division they play in from eleven down to ten and a half. The Giants, the Seahawks, we know about the Seahawks. A lot of people are so down on the Seahawks. They've moved a full game, six and a half to five and a half. And I think a lot of people feel the Tennessee Titans are going to take a step back as well, nine and a half to nine. Um, Any of those stick out to you the way Washington did? Well, it's interesting, and and not that I'm going to rush to the window like I just did, because I did (laughs) just rush to the window and bet first five on on the Arizona Diamondbacks. But looking here at this, uh, man, if we're talking about Kansas City, and I know the the run that they've been on, Mm -hmm. and and rightfully so, how long can you sustain that level of play? I I had the exact same thinking last year, Mm -hmm. and I think their season win total last year was 12 and a half, and I played it under. Yeah. But now they they come in with expectations saying that you're not going to be as good yeah. as opposed to every year Kansas City is just going to and they have been and rightfully so AFC West was it been six straight years that they've won the AFC West and, and going to the Super Bowl or being in the AFC Championship game and we're just now so accustomed 
to to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid just making that happen, going that deep into the playoffs and being that successful season to season. Now all the talk about, well, you're going to regress and you're not going to have The this. sky's falling. Tyreek Hill's gone. I know. A party's over, right? Yeah. So now is that something that the expectations have kind of been scaled back for the Kansas City Chiefs and a team that now isn't going to hear about how great they are and how they're expected to go win the AFC and be back to the Super Bowl each and every year, including this year in 2022. Maybe that's something where it's not that they're flying under the radar. Anytime you have Patrick Mahomes out there, and we know how capable he is of, of winning any game single-handedly, but you have that, and maybe there's that little chip on your shoulder. Everybody's telling us we can't do this. And again, not that I'm going to run down to the window and bet over 10.5 wins because the division is so brutal in the AFC West. But something to think about when Kansas City, a team that's had so much success, and now you're looked at as, well, you're going to scale back and you're going to dial things back. You're not going to be as good. With the talent that they still have on that team and Andy Andy Reid on that sideline with Mahomes, uh, it's not something I'm just going to say, yeah, this is a team that's just not going to make it happen in 2022. Ten minutes left, and the Huskies of UConn add another field goal, trailing Utah State now by just four points, 20-24. Mm. to 24, Utah State still out in front with ten minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. I think you make a really good point about Kansas City, that some of that pressure and expectation has been lifted by all the talk about how tough this division is now. Yes. And actually, we went through in our football betting guide, the pro football betting guide that just came out again, vsin.com slash subscribe. Uh, my prediction to win the AFC West was Kansas City because, you know, hey, at the end of the day, they're still the Chiefs. And, and I don't think, I mean, losing Tyreek Hill, certainly that's going to to change your offensive, you know, explosive plays especially. But they add Juju Smith-Schuster and, and they add Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, and, and and you've seen them in preseason where Mahomes is not necessarily getting that big explosive play downfield, but he's distributing it more with little short passes, and it's been effortless for them to score in preseason so far. So I don't really think they fall off much at all, and maybe they are improved. Well, and they're not going to have that. Tyreek Hill is a fantastic player. Every team, that is the first one you're going to circle when you were playing the Kansas City Chiefs when he was there, saying we have got to figure out a way, what are we going to do to game plan against Tyreek Hill to try to take him and and contain him and take him out of this ball game. But there also was on the flip side, even when Kansas City was winning, hey, I'm not getting my touches. And there's this distraction of feeling like, all right, hell, we got to force feed the ball to Tyreek. Tyreek Hill to keep him happy over here. Well, that's gone now. So it, it is, it's a big piece that is gone as far as playmaking ability on the field for Kansas City in that offense. But it's a, a definitely a distraction away from how much it was me, 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 and I mean my touches, and I need to be able to be more of a factor, even though he was always a factor, it seemed like, week in and week out with the game plan for Kansas City, that can tend to wear on you. And I feel like that was part of the, this. we talked about some of the things that when, when Tyreek Hill left and the, the podcast or whatever he was doing out there, yeah, in a sense kind of popping off about, Ty, about Mahomes, I think there was a disconnect there. Now that is off the shoulder of Mahomes having to feel like he's got to force feed the ball to Tyreek Hill to keep him happy. Real quick, any season win total plays for you yet? No, nothing. All right. I have a few. I can talk about those upcoming when we return. More NFL betting discussion right here with more on VEASAN's Bet Center, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the VSIN Bet Center is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine, and it's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline is a little different, but whatever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z Y N. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the VSIN Bet Center talking a little NFL right now. Of course, the season will kick off on September the 8th with the Buffalo Bills taking on the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. And currently, the Bills now a two and a half point favorite on the road at SoFi Stadium. We were talking about season win totals and movement in the market. I have three season win total bets this year. Last year, I made two, and I split. I went under on the Chiefs. That was a winner. I went over on the Broncos. That was a loser. This year, I have gone under 6.5 on the Chicago Bears. I looked at this schedule, and I came out came up with about four, uh, four wins that made sense. And I figure I'll give them five because they're, they're going to have some weird one that you don't expect, right? Um, they do in their favor have a pretty darn easy schedule, but I just don't see it being that very easy for this Chicago Bears team, especially to get to seven wins. So under six and a half on Chicago, uh, I went over nine and a half on the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm trying to remember, did I play another? Maybe I only have, that's right. I only have two season win totals over on nine and a half, uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, who I also have a division bet on that. That's what was confusing me. Uh, and under on the Bears. You and I both have a rooting interest for the Baltimore Ravens, Mm -hmm. and we talk about the up and down of the NFL. I think they are so set up for an up because last year they just had so much injury. Everything that could have gone wrong for the Ravens uh, did go wrong last year, and yet still they only missed the playoffs by one victory. So uh, I think they're set up to be pretty darn good this year. Well, we saw how competitive they were, even though the the attrition that was Mm -hmm. going through that roster in that locker room was it was just devastating to, to where until I think the last few weeks of the season where that's where it really caught up because of all right. the injuries. And now you were literally just picking up guys out there in the park playing pickup football, put a helmet on. We got to get out here. We need to put some we need 53 bodies just to fill the roster out here. But I think that's the culture that we've seen out of Harbaugh being there for a decade plus winning a Super Bowl about 10 years ago. And that's what you expect anytime, regardless. It doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't matter how much you get paid, where you were drafted or being undrafted. There's an expectation when you come to Baltimore and you put that Ravens uniform on, there's an expectation that it's attention to detail during the week and it's maximum effort and physicality each and every play that you get to get out there on the field as far as the Ravens are concerned. And I think we see that. And that's, we know it's a run first team. It's going to be the, the versatility when it comes to that running game, as well as the passing game uh, at the quarterback spot, if Jackson can come back and be healthy for the duration of, of the season. I think the only thing that concerns me with the Ravens 
is the fact that, yeah, I'm rooting for them too to win the division or come in second either way with them in Cincinnati with the bets that I have. But I think just sometimes when players get injured, those injuries can start to build elsewhere because you're overcompensating because mm -hmm. of just the, yeah. de the the extreme nature of all the injuries they sustain, not just you know bumps and bruises, but season ending injuries. Like we're seeing it, a few players are not coming back and starting week one. They're going on the pup list. Think about, I, uh, I believe it's uh, Gus Edwards is not coming back to start the season, but but some are and some aren't. But those things can tend to take a while to to fully become a hundred percent healthy. And do you start to break down elsewhere? That's my only concern with the Ravens because it was so deep with the amount of injuries they sustained last year. What about the Chicago Bears? Are you in favor of under six and a <laughs> yes. half? Uh, can we find another adjusted win total? Yeah, yeah under yeah, five, right. under four. They have, will they have right the, here at Circa. Will they have the least amount of wins potentially? I know and, people that have bet that. Anywhere from nine to one to twelve to one are prices I've seen. Uh, I believe Wes Reynolds and a guy uh, we mentioned at the top of the show. I played golf with him yesterday. Rob Pozzola, very sharp better. I think he's got the Bears at twelve to one to have the least amount of wins in the NFL. And that's a great number. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's going to be. I think Seattle's going to be an awful team this yeah, year. Yeah, you think it's got to be between them and maybe the, throw the Falcons in there too. Yeah, right. And, and you were talking about well, the Bears and looking at their schedule, you can say well, it's going to be an easy schedule. Well, hell, that's what every team is going to look like when they see the Bears coming out. <laughs> Who do we have next week? The only concern when you're talking about a team that's, and we know they're in rebuild mode with a, a new coaching staff and they needed a new coaching staff. It needed a to move on from Nagy and and just start over. The offensive line is just a, a bunch of new pieces up there. And it's unfortunate for Justin Fields that we'll, I don't know if we'll really get to see his full uh, array of talent that he has because he's playing on such a, an offensively challenged team with the offensive line, the lack of playmakers out there and a, and a new system coming in. And the fact that this defense, this is not the defense that we've seen yeah. for the monsters of the midway. right? Absolutely. Not, and even the, the, the last few years when Fangio was running that defense before he took the head coaching job at Denver, uh, there was a lot of talent on that defensive team. And well, that talent is all gone now. So it's a lot of moving pieces. We've already heard Roquan Smith doesn't want to be there. I was Let's just going to say he, he's a very talented guy, but he's been, kind of unhappy he doesn't want to well he sees the roster and he sees where they're yeah, at he's like right. we're gonna we're a bad team I used to play for georgia What's yeah this? <laughs> right i'm used to winning and and that can be a that can be a hardship sometimes when you're just so accustomed to winning it yeah you're coming out of out of a, a college like georgia university there you're you you're used to that and you're having to deal with and i think that's always the challenge for these coaches especially a new coach coming in having to turn over this roster and try to keep these guys staying together in the midst of failure when you're talking about wins and losses. All right, let's look at uh, some of these other markets here where uh, you've had some notable line movement for winning the Super Bowl, the NFC, the AFC Conference, what have you. One that catches my eye is the movement on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, of course, the line open for them to win the Super Bowl at 25-1. to 1. It's now at about plus 750, and I think that's perfectly indicative of the fact that Tom Brady unretired. There, there was the initial line, and then there was the line when Tom Brady came back. But... For me, James, I, I think that is way too short, and, and I am a little bit down on the Buccaneers, and it's not because of this offseason stuff with Tom Brady and he's been gone for yeah. a couple weeks and whatever. I, I just think they've lost a lot from what this team had the past two years. You remember they won the Super Bowl, and then there was the big talk about everybody's coming back, and yeah. certainly they made a very good run last year, but now not everybody's coming back. Gronk is gone. Chris Godwin is still banged mm -hmm. up. You know, the receiving core has less than what it did last year, at least to start the season. The offensive line has yes. a couple of nicks uh, to begin uh, this preseason or this offseason, if you will. So, I, I, and a lot of people are high on the Saints. I don't know if I'm ready to give the Saints or make a bet on them to win the division, but I, I just don't think Tampa Bay is necessarily going to be dominant. No, well, I think defensively they will be. I love the defense here. I think this defense is a top five defense. The, the addition of being we were just talking about Chicago and all the talent that they've lost off of that defense from a few years back. Yeah, they got Akeem Hicks. Exactly right. right. Yeah. And he is an absolute beast. He is a double team each and every time. You're gonna pair him up next to Vita Vea on the interior. That's a hell of that's a that's, really big. That's a hell of a combo in there. And how is that gonna free up? How are you speed? gonna run on that team? How are you gonna run on that team? And you talk about because they can both get after the passer too. So they especially can. Hicks. Hicks can get in there and he can get into that A gap and, and into that one and two holes to be able to make plays not only in the run game, but 
apply pressure where you've got to shift some of your guard. Guards are going to have to help, and that's just going to free up the speed on the outside for Tampa. I like the secondary if they can stay healthy. That was the issue last year for Tampa was all the injuries that they had on the back end. But right. I think the defense is very special. It will definitely keep them competitive each and every game. And then you have Tom Brady on the other side. Of course, he's going to keep you competitive, and he's going to have the high expectations for his teammates to show up and bring it each and every each and every week when they play. But yeah, I feel like that's the issue, and we we we've talked about it, and we know it. The offensive line on the interior for Tampa Bay is definitely the turnover. There is going to be an issue. The retirements, the injuries, center position, left guard looks like they're going to start Gadecki, the second round draft pick, having to start there at left guard. And I think for Tom Brady, the issue is he's. The, the self-awareness that he has in the pocket, unmatched. Just his experience alone. But a lot of times he understands how to climb the pocket and recognize the defense. But when nobody, And no quarterbacks like to get pressure in their face, but especially for somebody like Brady, who is not mobile in all his years, never really was in, in his career, let alone now being 45 years old, don't want to have pressure in the face. I think that's why when what we've seen from New Orleans over the last couple of years since yeah. he's been there, they can get pressure on the interior. Their front four is fantastic in New Orleans. They can get pressure with that front four, in particular on the inside, especially with their their secondary being able to be very physical and play a lot of man and jam those receivers. We've seen great battles with Mike Evans and Lattimore over the last few years, <laughs> getting out there and and getting after it. But I think I do. I think that the the target is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, Tom Brady's great, but he also brings definitely higher expectations from the defenses that they're playing week in and week out to get after him. Uh, real quick, and we can carry this conversation over into the next segment, but there's also been a lot of movement, uh, a lot of love for the Los Angeles Chargers. Are, are you a part of that team as well? Uh, I am. I, I love the talent that's on there. I think right. Herbert's a special player, still uh -huh. a young player, and he's still going to have some growing pains. Uh, but you know, the, this it, anytime you start to move all these pieces around, it takes the, the coaching staff really has to put them in the right position to be successful and coach them up. That's what I'm not ready to jump on with Stale say you are going to be that Super Bowl elite coach. I need to see it first. So I love the talent. I just have concerns about the coaching staff. All right. The NFL discussion continues when we return here on the VEASAN Bet Center. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. 21 years and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Celebrate responsibly. Brady Cannon and James Salinas here with you inside the VEASAN Bet Center. The Cincinnati Bengals have three field goals up against the Los Angeles Rams, and they are at the half, 9 to nothing in favor of Cincinnati. If you want to play the Bengals to win this game on the money line, now minus 500, and they're laying 6.5 points in the live market. The Miami Dolphins are out to an early lead over the Philadelphia Eagles here. James, we talked about that yeah. line movement on Miami, and maybe that was prophetic, mm -hmm. as it is already 10 to nothing on the Dolphins over the Philadelphia Eagles just about halfway through the first quarter there. The Arizona Cardinals out early over the Tennessee Titans, 7 to nothing in favor of Arizona, just down to the last few seconds of the first quarter in Nashville. The Washington Commanders, they've got an early lead on the Baltimore Ravens. The streak's in jeopardy James and the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns scoreless Tampa Bay and Indianapolis getting underway here pretty soon college football Charlotte the Chanticleers and Florida Atlantic already seven apiece a lot of people like the over in this ball game I believe it closed at around 59 or 60 just halfway through the first quarter and we've got 14 points on the board and that in-game total has moved to 68 and a half Florida State 23 nothing over Duquesne Utah State back out to an 11 point advantage over UConn 31 to 20 about five minutes left in that contest and in Major League Baseball the Phillies extend their lead over the Pirates six to nothing and the Marlins tie it up with the Los Angeles Dodgers at one apiece and James in the live market you can now get the Dodgers at minus 185 when they broke out to a one nothing lead it was minus 350 in the live market 
Would you want any piece of minus 185? Uh, I don't think so now, especially if I feel like I'm chasing. We just saw Merrill Kelly give up a three-run bomb. I, I missed who it was. Was it Sheets? Yeah, Sheets just got a fat one. He, I think, it, not sure if it was a change of what it was. And he was Boy, laboring bottom through of the that, first inning. Yeah, first inning, three runs. So at this point now, not looking good with that first five with Arizona. I'm not going to look to try to chase anything right now. I'll stay off. I hear you loud and clear. If uh, if you've got a bad bet, let it go. And, yep. and <laughs> not always a good idea to chase. Um, let's look uh, at some more NFL betting trends here. Uh, do you agree with the betting public and, and where they are as far as the majority of some of these tickets in different statistical categories, prop bets, if you will? Uh, and I think some of these are very interesting. Uh, you know, they talk about the recreational better getting a lot smarter over the years because mm-hmm. so many people... You know, obviously, sports betting is becoming a big, big thing, and more people have access to good information. Uh, the most passing yards, the highest number of handle is on Derek Carr at, at almost 28%. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have a flyer bet on Derek Carr to win MVP at 40 to 1 based on the fact that I figure he's going to be coming from behind and he's going to have to chuck it up there in an effort to come back and most passing yards with all those receivers that he has it, it makes sense most passing touchdowns justin herbert 15 and a half percent of the handle i think that makes sense uh jonathan taylor the most rushing yards sure he, he's the favorite there most receiving yards justin jefferson so i, I think these guys that are uh, topping the handle in a number of different statistical categories, uh, they certainly make some sense. Now, am I going to, again, run to the window and bet them? No, but what we're seeing here uh, before the NFL gets started a couple weeks away, uh, again, some of these I think uh, you know you, you can make a good case for. Well, if you're looking at Justin Herbert, and we were talking about the Chargers and their chances in the AFC West, and am I a believer in the Chargers? I, offensively, yes, and uh, it really comes down to Justin Herbert being, he's got bigs that he can throw to, the, the the wide receivers, the tight ends, he's got big fellas that can get the ball out there, especially you talk about in the red zone. All right, and now it's first and goal, sitting around the 10-yard line, and you can just isolate and just kind of put it up there. Go up and go get it, right? It's like throwing the ball into the post and let one of those bigs go up and get it. Because the, the Chargers are not a team that, that I look at that's going to run the football. They'll do it just to, every once in a while just to feel like, to say, yeah, well, we did run the ball 10, 12, 15 times in this game. You have a horse in Herbert. Our job is to protect him, which they've done. They've really rebuilt that offensive line for the Chargers. And I think for Herbert, the, the strength of that team obviously is him with that passing game. This is not a team that's going to be built to run the football. And you mentioned the just the the arms race that is the AFC West. There are going to be some high-scoring games in mm-hmm. that each and every week in there. It's going to be must-see TV. It's going to be fun football to watch anytime there's an AFC West matchup. And I think for the Chargers, they're going to find plenty of their way to put points on the board, but it's all going to come on the arm of Justin Herbert. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Austin Eckler is going to also be a part of the passing game. He's very good catching the ball out of the backfield. He's also good at running the football. And then he's got Isaiah Spiller, who they drafted this year as a backup, who I think uh, could provide uh, some good energy back in the backfield for the Los Angeles Chargers as well. You know, and we look at Brandon Staley being, you know, labeled as so aggressive, going for it, you know, on fourth down, it seemed like every single time last year. And even, you know, when it cost him dearly in that last game of the season against the Raiders, he went for it on his own 20-yard line or something like that. But, you know, really this offense, uh, the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, coming over from the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees, he really didn't let... Uh, Justin Herbert air it out as much as you would think. He was not that aggressive with how far down the field Justin Herbert was throwing the ball. He threw a lot of short passes, and you know that's where Austin Eckler comes in. But I think for the Chargers to really succeed and, and get all the way to where a lot of people figure they can get, and that is the Super Bowl, they need to really you know play with with the commodity that they have here. We know how Justin Herbert can throw that ball down the field. You mentioned the big targets. Let him air it out. Absolutely, and they will, and they're going to need to. I mean, I know they've they, and the one thing with the Chargers, uh, they have some new pieces defensively, and I think Matt coming over in the bookend pass rush with Bosa on the other side, uh, and and the secondary moves that they've made with J.C. Jackson. I think yeah. there's plenty of talent now. Derwin James is signed at the safety spot, so he's a great playmaker. There might be times where, depending on their schedule and who their opponent is, they may be ahead and you start to dial some things back and try to get the game over with. But 
You know, the, the defense is still going to be, uh, I think it's going to take them some time to, anytime you have that many new pieces coming over in free agency, it's going to take some time for them to gel. And there may be opportunities for some big plays in there against them in the passing game. I think if you can block, because I think in the middle of the field is where they're susceptible with that defense with the Chargers. I think the issue for me, when you look at that roster and you look at each unit, you break them down by levels. The, the weakness is at any level in any of the units for the Chargers is at the linebacker spot. Mm -hmm. And that's a team where you knew last year you could run on that football team. Oh, yeah. So, I think they were worst in the league against the run. Absolutely. So is that going to change? Yeah, you've got the pass rush coming from Khalil Mack, but if you can still run up the box at them because of the linebacker, the the, the short, you know, the, the, the lack of talent at the linebacker spot for the Chargers – does that kind of grind the clock? So you can kind of look at both ways and kind of look at how do these games go. Teams want to keep Justin Herbert. The best way to keep him from scoring is to keep him off the field. And if you can still run the football in between the tackles at that Chargers team, less opportunity for the Chargers to be able to score. So that's going to be an interesting, uh, it's really going to be something to watch early in the season. What is it going? To, what is this run defense going to look like? Because the pieces that they got really shored up their ability to combat the passing game. But I don't know what they did in the offseason to really help them with a the running game. Well, uh, good news for you there and myself in the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks ball game, top of the second inning, and uh, we've got a leadoff walk and a hit by pitch. So nobody down and two runners on as they trail three to nothing. Um, back to the Chargers for a minute. I, I do think it is very interesting. And you talked about, you know, maybe the coaching staff and, and being able to, with some new faces in the building, it's going to be their job of managing those new faces and, and mm -hmm. getting that team to gel. I, I think it says a lot when you've got Brandon Staley, who's a defensive minded coach yeah. and their defense was pretty awful last year. They, you know, they're, they're really more, the perception is anyway, they're much more of an offensive team. They had some outstanding offensive numbers, understandably so behind Justin Herbert at quarterback, but that, that may be a little bit of a red flag when your defense is awful under a defensive coach. Yeah, and, and obviously for the new pieces that they have, yeah, big pickups like we talked about. Mm -hmm. But now you're going to have to scheme it. Yep. And sometimes the, the run defense is – there's only so much you can scheme as far as the run defense is concerned when you have the lack of playmakers at the linebacker spot because that's who has to clean these things up and be very aggressive and physical. And I just didn't see enough – and from what we saw from a change from last year with that roster, yeah, they shored up the secondary and the pass rush, but what have you done to help yourself in that defensive run game at the linebacker spot? Yeah, that's going to be the issue. He's going to have to coach. He's going to have to scheme. That's where he's going to get paid his money this year on the defensive side. That's his acumen like you talked about. Can they make that happen in their rush game? And now the Arizona Diamondbacks have the bases loaded with right. nobody out as they get a little slap single over shortstop there. And top of the second inning there in Chicago with the White Sox up three to nothing. Now a visit to the mound from the White Sox management there to settle down their young pitcher in Martin. The Cincinnati Bengals are back out in action with the Los Angeles Rams leading the defending Super Bowl champions nine to nothing. We'll be back with more in just a moment. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Pro Football Guide is out now. This year's guide is packed with Super Bowl and playoff predictions, season win total, best bets for every team, best ways to bet rookie quarterbacks, plus a bookmaker breakdown on what futures the public and respected bettors are making. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Time to talk a little golf. Brian Kushner now joins us. He's a golf betting analyst and host of the Tap In Birdie Con- uh, Tap In Birdie podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Brian Kirshner underscore. Brian, thank you very much for joining us today. We had a short weather delay in the morning at the Tour Championship at East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, and now play has been suspended once again. They did not complete the round. Most of the players at the top of the leaderboard, anyway, still going to be out on the course again on Sunday morning for uh, the what will amount to the completion of the third round here. I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on, on who's going to end up winning this. It started out, of course, Scotty Scheffler, number one in the FedEx Cup points, and he starts out with a two-shot advantage. He turned that into a five-shot advantage on Friday, and it looked like this thing was over. And, and then all of a sudden, Xander Shoffley, Sun JM, some guys, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, getting back into this thing. Uh, do you think Scheffler is going to end up hoisting that FedEx Cup, or do you think this really has become a crapshoot at this point? I truthfully believe that the best player all PGA Tour season is going to be the one holding the FedEx Cup trophy at the end of Sunday, if they can get it in, barring any weather delays. Um, I think that this is a case where it's Scotty's in a perfect situation where he is one of the most accurate players off the tee. He's an amazing approach player, but he just does not make a lot of mistakes on the golf course. And I think that bodes very well for this him with this chasing pack of elite stars currently chasing him. Brian, so thinking about what Brady was saying after round one, it looked like Scotty Scheffler might just run away with this tournament. And it seems like for the last few seasons of this staggered start system, that it might be the best version we've had up until this point, but maybe there needs to be some improvement. I'm, I want to get your perspective on uh, thinking about Maybe the, the energy and, and the, the drama might be sucked out just based on the current system here. What is your solution for how to incorporate the FedEx Cup points into this final tour championship scoring and make it better than it is now? You know, I think that the PGA Tour really lucked out because as you both alluded to, it really looked like Scotty Scheffler at one point was going to win this tournament by 10 plus strokes. And the king of Eastlake, Xander Shopley, who has just been unbelievable time and time again at this course, absolutely fired a fantastic um, Friday 63 to make it closer. So the fact that it's even watchable right now and on a Saturday afternoon, I was willing to tune in. And I think a lot of other viewers were willing to tune in is great for the PGA Tour. 
And in terms of the overall system, in my opinion, there is no world in which Scotty Scheffler should not have an advantage to win the FedEx Cup um, because he has easily been the best golfer all season. And a lot of people are talking about maybe doing some match play situations or some seeding, but my hesitation with that would be the fact that I don't believe that Scotty Scheffler's season and how dominant he was and the fact that he really could have won six times um, with his close call at the U.S. Open and also at the Charles Schwab, that his season and the purse for $18 million that he rightfully deserves should come down to an 18-hole match play situation with a Patrick Cantley or Ron McElroy. Would that be excellent TV? I do think it would be. But I think there has to be some fairness to the golfer that has played the best out of anyone all season. Well said, Brian. And, you know, I'm with you. I I think it's a really tough nut to crack. How do you reward the player that has been doing it all season and earning those points? And then how do you make the Tour Championship dramatic? And and like James said, it seems like we have maybe the best system right now, but but can it be better? I think it can be better. And maybe this week we're lucky that Scheffler is not running away with it. We'll see what happens as they conclude the third round uh, and probably the final round both on Sunday. Hopefully we get some good weather out there in the Atlanta area. As far as betting this event, Brian, it really is a strange dynamic that is available to all of us. You have the starting strokes market where you're betting into that adjusted handicap if you will where scotty starts at 10 under par and on down the line and then you also have the low 72 hole score market where in a sense everybody's just starting at zero like a normal golf tournament and you just bet who you think is going to win in that market did you play into both markets do you play uh this tournament at all it it certainly is a squirrely one and and i will readily admit myself i didn't get too heavily invested because it's it's a weird one. It's different than anything we do all season. Certainly. And, you know, with the two leaderboards, I wasn't, I, I have, I bet this event and I bet both leaderboards, but I did not bet it to my normal win amount. Let's say for a regular PGA tour event, I was betting outright to win five grand or 10 grand. I would do it about half that because it's the end of the season. You know, we've had a good year. So I'm not going to go throwing away money um, on an event with worse odds than Normal. So I played into both markets and I actually placed a pretty hefty wager on Scotty Scheffler to win at plus 250. I thought it was sort of a bankroll builder, given the fact that I was so confident he was going to win this event because I I alluded to, he just does not make a lot of mistakes. And he's really been held back by the putter this week. So again, I think that with the way he's hitting his irons right now, and he seems to be putting everything to 10 feet, I think that he is going to come out victorious. So again, plus 200. Those aren't sexy odds for golf bettors. Golf bettors are used to betting outright to 20, 30, 40 to one and having a high likelihood of cashing. So it, it kind of puts people in a difficult predicament. But then with the starting, without the starting strokes, I think that was a really great market to bet into because one, you're getting better numbers that you're used to more guys in the 20 to 30 range. And really anybody has a shot. It doesn't have to be an elite name. Now, Sanjay M is currently leading that shadow leaderboard. I believe at 12 under, I think he just made a bogey, but that sweat is real for people. That is a great bet to make. And I think a lot more people have found that that is a more profitable, enjoyable, and you know, just where they want to put their money on a week like this. Brian, speaking of a sweat now, I want I want to get your opinion here. Uh, do you believe if anyone will be defecting from the Live Golf Series from this field of 29, 29 players that are here at East Lake in Atlanta? And are there some that you think may have changed their mind on leaving since the PGA Tour, Tour announced all of its changes earlier this week? I'm not going to come on here and say that I have these inside takes, but take... Um, the people that are leaving for live, the list has been pretty solidified with major golf media outlets recently. And what's coming out is that Cam Smith is leaving. This is really no question. People have basically known this since the open championship. And then we have Cam Trangali leaving. We have Mark Leishman leaving. 
And reports are saying that now Joaquin Neiman is going to the Lib Tour, and that means he's going to miss out on the President's Cup. Now, Joaquin Neiman was very open about his um, confusion and his dilemma in choosing between the PGA Tour. He was very open with reporters saying, I'm not sure right now at this very moment. And the PGA Tour sent two big stars, Rory McIlroy and Adam Scott, to play practice rounds with him um, to try and get him to stay. And with the announcement that came about on uh, Monday or Tuesday, I forget which day it was, the PGA Tour has a real leg to stand on to say, look, we're actually implementing this. The PGA Tour will be better for you. You will make more money and you don't need to play in a non-competitive tour. So whether those words of encouragement and those actions work on Joaquin Neiman, we're going to have to find out. And I think we'll find out Monday. And I would bet that he is gone. However, I think the good news for the PGA Tour is that Adam Scott is staying, who was one of the people that everyone thought was going to defect, so he's staying. Hideki Matsuyama is staying, and Cam Young is staying. Those are absolutely massive for the PGA Tour to keep and retain those athletes, given Deki's um, influence in other parts of the world, like Japan and China. Cam Young almost winning two majors this year, being a young star that is destined for greatness on the PGA Tour. So there was some good news coming out of the PGA Tour. Losing Joaquin Neiman would be tough, but we will have to see Monday. But I would say that he is going to Brian, great stuff. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll do it again maybe next golf season. Enjoy the uh, final rounds of the Tour Championship. You can uh, root on Scotty Scheffler and that two-to-one ticket that you have, my friend. We'll be back with more. Hour number three coming up. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you. We'll be right back right here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus